Hi all, welcome to our podcast, All My Friends Are Doctors, where we reveal the scandalous shit of academia, where we talk about things that no one else wants to talk about, and where we share our personal experiences of what we've been through. So don't come for us. <laughs> We're only speaking our truth. We are your hosts, Giovanna and Ruby. So welcome back. Uh, today we want to talk about the pros of academia of our experience or just kind of going through higher ed and last week ruby left it off on a little bit of a teaser about a pro take it away ruby you did so again context is important so i can i can now happily say this right because i have my phd and then giovanna you're still in the in the in the midst of it all (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so I feel like I can come out being a little bit more um, mm. optimistic and joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have three degrees. I can say that for sure. Um, and I can get a job anywhere I want if I want to. Um, I was asking my partners like, yeah, what are some some pros in academia? Because that's the topic <laughs> for today. He's like, the prestige. I'm like, that's true. Like anywhere I go or anybody that I meet, if it does come up, it's because I'm not over here, like trying to wave my flag, like, oh, look, I have a PhD, but mm-hmm. it does help um, just trying to like have more credibility or prestige or respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually remembering when I was looking for our apartment here, a lot of the apartments are asking for um, salary, right? Your pay stubs mm-hmm. for the past two months or if you're moving and you're starting a new job, then a offer letter. And because the university where I'm at now is very prestigious, I would just say that. And there was no question about it. I mm. felt like maybe the, the managers were a little bit more at ease when I dropped the name. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And when I dropped that, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing. And this is my title. So I definitely think that's a huge plus. It's yeah. definitely a privilege to just not be questioned as to um, like if I could afford it or yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely like also an earned privilege of just like, mm-hmm. cause I, cause I remember, do you remember, I remember we sat on the same, the same, um, the same round table at a conference that talked about a little bit of like that privilege in like education and it definitely is a privilege but that also came in with a lot of like um sacrifices it's not like an unearned sort of privilege something that's just kind of given to you um which I feel like is an important distinction in terms of also like celebrating it as a as a pro because we've talked about in the podcast in terms of like how much it's taken and how like how we've really like clawed our way into like this um this sort of group this like prestigious group type of thing so yeah um and then I also like how you mentioned like for me because I'm still in the thick of it sometimes it's hard for me to acknowledge what those pros are but um I would say like kind of tied with like those the three degrees and just being marketable and also like access to um maybe easier access to certain like workplaces because of the education that's definitely a pro and I was also thinking about like the critical lens that like um I view things now because of the, because of the education that I have of just like I feel like I can really 
um, examine like different arguments or just like, um, I guess I, I don't feel like I'm easily deceived, if that makes sense, um, by like, just in general, just in general, um, when someone is sort of like, um, arguing a certain point, like, I feel like I can like acknowledge it, but also look at the other side or just kind of like, I just feel like I have a broader sense of just kind of how to maybe critique certain like standpoints, um, and for me, I, I, I like that of just like, and I think we even like joke about it the way that it just shows up in general. Like when we, when we even like examine, I don't know, our views, like our podcast views, we're like, but wait, how are they really like, 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 um, taking note of this? Is it like they have to play 10 minutes of it? Does it that count as a view or do they have to like finish? You know what I mean? Like all these questions that we like, <laughs> that just kind of come up naturally when we're like looking at something like, um, so I really do value value that um yeah oh i can't hear you i can't hear you no not at all did you mute yourself to like drink water or anything i did <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so, so we're this like works. panicking already <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh can this be a blooper reel yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and also along those lines, I feel like I can also easily process a lot of information and like synthesize that information and like really put them into groups, divide them up. Um, I can just easily visualize it and get an assessment of what is all this data that is in this one large pool. And then how is it different within itself? Or how is it the same? Mm-hmm. And that comes in really handy with like apartment searching and like just like traveling or trying to assess like different choices or options, different things in life. Um, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I've caught myself <laughs> thinking, it's like, do other people's brains work like this? Like, <laughs> uh huh. We have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, like the media I consume. I I don't watch media like specifically TV or movies Mm -hmm. um, without me carefully observing like what is this media telling me like what are Mm -hmm. the themes that are coming out um, either explicitly or implicitly Um, how are these characters being portrayed like how are their identities you know coming into play yeah even wow. songs that's why i've like i've stopped listening to like spanish songs like reggaeton because i'm like these are trash ass lyrics <laughs> <laughs> why just kidding no i know but don't like, even get me started on like anti-black reggaeton artists i know yeah. i know yeah and that's the thing too i feel like we can be more mindful of like what we what we consume and like just be more thoughtful of just like mm-hmm. also invest our money um and yeah just things like that in general so yeah and I was also gonna mention how like we do a lot of research for just general (laughs) like I don't know I I think about you just like how much research you put into like when you're gonna make purchases and I do too like I can't just like willy-nilly buy something like without really like looking at the reviews like you know and I'm just like (laughs) and then I get stuck in a hole where sometimes like you know I'm just not gonna buy it because I don't know like (laughs) so anyways but that to say like that lens or like that critical lens that like 
I that that we see things I think is definitely a pro that like just really helps in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's real. The reviews. <laughs> My partner doesn't really like look at the reviews. I'm like, he was gonna buy something, and then I'm like, wait, have you looked at the reviews? He's like, no. I'm like, well, look at them. Like, are you sure it's a it's a good product? I'm like. That's why I gave you the task because I was feeling overwhelmed and I'm like, I can't handle this shit right now because all the reviews were bad from what I could tell. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes I do something crazy, Giovanna. Sometimes I just purchase it even though like... <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> or if there's like one or two bad reviews or kind of like, mm, not so sure if it's a good product or not, I still buy it and I just kind of like, I get crazy. <laughs> I get wild. That would be wild now. Oh my gosh. That's funny because I feel yeah, like I just bought I just bought these dance shoes this morning. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, I know because sometimes honestly, like it's exhaustion. It's exhausting. Like to just the level of like <laughs> I feel like it's very like crime a river over here because it's like exhausting that you like can think critically <laughs> type of thing but I'm just saying like the mental energy that sometimes like I feel like I exert to everything is just like oh my god stop like just buy it or you know like just take a risk do it like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah and I I think it's interesting because I also have noticed like when I, I when I'm feeling I don't know like maybe demotivated or just like not in the best like uh mental state type of thing like I noticed myself just like buying things like like willy-nilly like just going on like shopping sprees not like <laughs> and I'm just like calm down to my, like <laughs> this is not you you like are thoughtful with what you like buy like you know you like do your research and I'm just like oh maybe I need like some self-care right now so yeah. I love that though that's good sometimes <laughs> it is good to just kind of like just buy it Mm-hmm. Um, yeah yeah because we're just trained to like just exhaust mm-hmm. like everything all of our options exhaust mm-hmm. every possibility mm-hmm. so yeah think about it from every perspective from every angle and just consider mm-hmm. everything and that's why I also mm-hmm. feel like this is a little bit on tangent but like related but just like with research when I'm trying to design a study, like it's really exhausting because I just think about the different ways that you can kind of poke holes at it, the research, like, and it like, it can paralyze you. Like it can paralyze you in terms of like the, with the methodology. And then like, and then I think you just, you just kind of consider all the other bullshit of just like um, the different biases of research in general and just like objective uh, being, it, it being objective and, and all these things that like then that that becomes like more um just harder to kind of move the project so yeah you are trained to just kind of consider everything try to make it as sound as possible if that makes sense like whatever that means like yeah yeah I think along those lines we're great problem solvers Mm -hmm. solution finders Mm -hmm. yeah do you have an example I don't not right now but let me talk it out talk talk it out and maybe I'll find one but mm-hmm. we're trained to first of all we're very independent that's another pro like we're very independent um if we don't know how to figure something out we'll figure it out on our own 
um, before mm. we ask the next person right next to us. Like I would rather figure it out on my own or look it up, research it before I ask somebody else. And I think that was, that was just kind of like the way it was with um, our advisor. It's like, we're not, I'm not going to go to mm-hmm. him for like every single little thing that I can't figure mm-hmm. out. Like I can tap into different resources, peers, books, resources mm-hmm. before I ask him. Um, and then just in general. And so I always, I don't know if this is just me. Maybe you can let me know if this is you too. I always feel like there's always a solution for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even agree. when people think that there's no solution, I'm like, no, there is a solution. We just <laughs> haven't seen, we just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen it and it's just there mm-hmm. to be discovered. <laughs> yeah. Somebody has answers somewhere. Like I, I can like find it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. Like, I think the word resourceful comes to mind. I think in general, like re- being resourceful is something that like, um, I do identify with, and I think it has been a product of just like the advisorship and the mentorships that I've gotten where like, if, because they're half ass, like a lot of the times, like, yeah, I was kind of forced to just kind of figure shit out on my own. And like I said, like in a mentorship episode, <laughs> Google has been the real like MVP here. <laughs> Just, like, how Mm -hmm. it just has helped me through so much in terms of, like, stats and, like, all this other stuff. But I was also thinking about, um, I think the solution, the solution, like, the, there's an answer somewhere or, like, that there's always a solution for something. I think I do. That's also how I feel like I approach things in general. Like, I think it has, like, it's solvable. Mm -hmm. Like, there has to be an answer somewhere. And I think for things like even outside, because I remember um, there was this one time that I I was working on this document and like my computer was was fucking with me and like I had lost the document, like somehow like it just like got lost and I became an IT person in that moment trying to search for that document. <laughs> like <laughs> I was, you know, like also give me a bachelor's in IT because... <laughs> I found the answer and I found my fucking document. It was like hidden somewhere, you know, and like so so yeah, I I would say that too. Like I don't think we easily give up either. Um I think that's another another pro. Like just you really do I don't know, is the word determined at uh fit? Um but I think with, with any persevere. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I think another thing for me that has been a, a pro, um, I thought this come a sense of empowerment for me um, in like gaining this education, like something about like um, education not being like not you know, something like that can be taken away from you, like what you know. And there was like a lot of empowerment that like came for me in terms of like and it kind of goes into like the critical lens thing like I don't feel like I'm easily duped or like easily like taken advantage of and so like I think that's where it also comes like um I feel like a lot of empowerment and courage for me of just like I know what I know and I like even like it doesn't it's not necessarily related to like what I've learned like what like I've learned in higher education is just like also trusting like my own experiences and trusting like that what I know is also knowledge of just like my lived experiences um, also came from like just higher ed 
um, as like a proxy kind of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like that. I agree. It is empowering. It, um, there's a whole other level of confidence that comes with it, at least for me, that just transfers over to other areas in my life. Um, <laughs> I have a funny story. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been, so one of my hobbies is to dance and I'm learning how to dance salsa. And <laughs> like, I am not the greatest at, sal- at salsa. So that's why I'm taking salsa classes. So whenever I go to the socials, I'm like, that's just a great way to practice with different partners. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm learning how to be, I'm learning salsa as a follower, not as a lead. Mm-hmm. But then I'm realizing just like my personality and like, my personal traits I'm like maybe I should be a lead because <laughs> it's, it's coming through on the dance floor <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah and like there's this one guy in practice um in salsa class it's like can you let me lead but in my mind I'm like can you lead <laughs> can you Tell lead me. yeah can you lead first because if like if you're not knowing how to lead then I'm gonna go ahead and take the reins and we'll, I'll, I'll get us through this to, you know, <laughs> together so <laughs> yeah I don't know I think that also has to do with like it's a I feel like it's a mix of like me not knowing how to fully dance salsa because you do have to learn how to like follow and like just like give up the reins uh-huh. um and then I think the other part is just like maybe like my personal my personality my personal traits um knowing that I don't know having this level of confidence you know and like knowing who my dance partners are I don't know I think there's just like a lot of sexism so I just feel like there's a lot that comes into play when it comes to dancing mm-hmm. yeah yeah so <laughs> that's funny I love it <laughs> I mean like I feel like we we talked about just the way like it just kind of um permeates like ev- in every aspect and like mm-hmm. Ruby has been told <laughs> that she always like gives her 110 with all her hobbies and like sometimes what what is the word that oh. like, <laughs> your partner gave you <laughs> I don't I think you always go over or like wow what did he say oh it was a word he used beyond or up level or it's like too intense or something I don't know something like that I'm just like yeah I'm, like I guess almost like overcommit to the hobbies. Like, you know, if she's going to do like weightlifting, she's going to do it like full on. You know what I mean? Like she's going to go to competitions. She's going <laughs> to. Yeah. I think it's extreme. He might have. Which I have yet to do, but. Yeah. Yeah. He, he thinks I'm extreme. I just think it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, but also along those lines. I feel like my brain can't help but to be like a forever learner mm-hmm. because I know I don't know everything. Like it's impossible to know everything, but my brain is just so trained to be a constant learner mm-hmm. where I'm actually taking um, like two communication training things because I want to be a better communicator. And one is a course and one's a training that I applied to and got accepted to. And my partner was like, you know you're done in school, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to keep on taking classes. 
<laughs> I feel like we need to bring him into the podcast and just like, <laughs> but yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> and then also with like salsa class, right? Like I'm very intense and like not intense, but I'm like I'm very uh keen to like okay, how is he demoing the combination? Mm-hmm. Um, what is their, what are they doing? I'm paying attention to the details. I'm trying to keep it in my brain. And then, so like, mm-hmm. if the lead forgets what the combo is, I'll remember it and then I'll help him out. Mm-hmm. It's typically a him, the lead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't help but not to not learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love learning. Yeah, that's definitely a pro, and I would, I, and that's on my list too of just like, um, not written down, but just when you say it, like it just like I love the, I really do identify as like a life learner, like, and I feel like the best way to engage me mm-hmm. in a conversation is to share like information with me, like I don't, you know, like just anything that I like don't know or do know and have like perspective on, like that's when you like really draw me in. I feel like. I haven't shared this but I hate small I like it's actually physically painful for me to engage in small talk <laughs> anything about the weather like that's not how you're gonna draw me in <laughs> share a random fact with me and that's how like you know like I'm like oh that's interesting and I want to know everything about it like I want to know like where you found this information as well and this isn't me like this is a little what's bit your of... sources yeah <laughs> Yeah, I've been made fun of that. I've been made fun of because of that. Because I'm always like, where'd you hear this? Like, who said this? And like, <laughs> I mean, I want to know. Like, I also need to trace back the link of just like, is this really something that we like can trust? This information, you know, like fact checking is a little bit of my hobby, I would say. <laughs> um, <but yeah. laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I did write it down on my list. Learning new things. Yeah, that's a pro. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I, I feel like also um, something else that I had written down was like self-learning was a pro and that kind of comes with the with the empowerment piece, but just like how much I learned about myself and like my abilities um, has also been like a, a big pro for me I just feel like I have a lot of awareness about like um what I bring to the table areas of growth for me um yeah I think I just learned a lot about myself and like what I'm made of basically from like being faced with all these like things um in higher ed that's a good one yeah Yeah, I agree with all the challenges and adversity that we go through Mm -hmm. and Dealing with people. Mm. <laughs> I think I've learned how to deal with people for the most part. I don't know. I'm still learning. It's still yeah. ongoing. I mean, people Each situation, you. each dynamic is, <laughs> is so... Oh, yes, yes. It's so different um, time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, people are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Observing people and like human behavior, I think that's definitely um a pro of just wondering like where's this coming from like your actions and your words like they're not just coming out of like poof like out of nothing like it's coming from somewhere so like it makes Mm. me almost want to understand a little bit more it's like so like what's going on with you like Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it makes me think a little bit about like, maybe like, maybe, I mean, I don't know, like if we always feel that for people, but like, we really do kind of like, like try to give them a little bit of grace almost of just like, why are you like this? Like what, like what's coming up? Like, what is this kind of triggering for you? Or like, yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think I have empathy or grace at the moment. It's not until like mm-hmm. afterwards where I'm like wondering who they are mm. as a person or what's going on or like why would you say that um mm-hmm. or like are people not giving you feedback um <laughs> has no one ever challenged you yeah yeah or what makes you think that that's saying that is okay mm-hmm. and then just being I'm very keen I don't I feel like I've been more hyper aware Mm-hmm. and I don't know the, maybe like the last two years I don't know but I pay attention to people's words like exact mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. so yeah and I feel like not everybody I where I was going with that mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah and I, I think people some people do really feel like you know words are words type of thing but like yeah no I really like the words carry a lot yeah. of, of weight <laughs> like I don't know I just really do feel like words matter yeah watch what you say like I I don't know you know like and so um yeah I feel like I've been accused of that because I I I do pay like really close attention I am very attuned to like people's words their tone and like um just like their demeanor too like I think tells us a lot and like I feel like when when you challenge that, like people are really easily like, no, you're reading too much into it. And I'm just like, no, there was a reason why you said this in this way. But uh, yeah, so I, and I think sometimes like, I mean, like that's a defense mechanism for sure. And that's an easy way to dismiss you outright, like by just kind of saying like, mm-hmm. it's not that like, it's just too, you read too much into it. And I think like sometimes it's frustrating for me, which I think we've also referenced it but just like um when people don't watch what they say and when they say what they want to say like without thinking about it like for me it's painful because I'm also very intentional and thoughtful with my words so I'm just like I'm not just trying to waste energy here I'm not trying to waste your time like I'm really trying to be very intentional with what I say so when other people don't like that's frustrating Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah yeah, like listening and hearing to what people are responding to certain things or how they mm-hmm. say things. I'm like, okay, so that's the perspective you're coming with. Okay, that's, mm. I think you mentioned this last time, like that, those are your biases that you're coming in with. Um, maybe those are your blind spots that, you know, um, that the other person has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, and this it sounds is- more like, <laughs> what? It sounds like we're like these super analytical, like I know, nerds, I was... and like are these cons or pros? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the word of like tiredness came back up for me, like as we're like thinking about all this, like <laughs> it's like it's fucking exhausting sometimes. But like definitely, <laughs> definitely a pro because I always want to know. Like I want to know. Um, yeah, it's just like that's a drive for me. Like I think that's a. I don't know what the word would be, but like, I think it, there's instinctic, instinct, instinctic, and extrinsic. 
intrinsic yeah um that's like a motivator for me because i want to know so like i i do kind of spend energy really like analyzing like (laughs) or thinking through what people are saying what they're not saying what they're avoiding what they're like speaking about what they're not like you know like so Mm -hmm. yeah um Yeah, like under like knowing like when people are trying to overcompensate or like project their insecurities, mm. um, which I'm not really sure is if it's a function of my specific training, mm. because again, like I'm not a practitioner, like I'm not a clinician. Um, I just like to watch people. <laughs> in psychology you're in the good yeah in the field. but i never yeah yeah mm. i just i don't think like the class is really like i don't give too much of I mean, that I, credit I don't to like to the training that i, that I got or didn't get mm. really <laughs> mm. but i also i was gonna ask you myself yeah 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 um do you think it's specific to like psychology folks or like when we talk about like these human behaviors and like that we observe and are very keen do you think it's specific to us or like would people in like biomedical fields have it Hmm. or other or mds or engineering um chemistry biology Mm -hmm. I do I feel like I we do. need to have those people on. Yeah, yeah, we need to ask them. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <Back> survey them. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We're gonna design a research <laughs> study now. <laughs> um I mean I think I so I'm a and little to what extent? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to what extent is a good question? Because I think I'm a little bit like I do think partially like these are skills that we kind of learn um, in, in like being in the sort of hum, human sciences like um, field. And so like, I do feel like there is a level of like, you do learn um, because a lot of the work that we do might be observational. Like the research that we also do can sometimes be observational. Um, sometimes self-reported, which that's a different discussion, but like, um, I think that there is maybe a level of like being more attuned to like, um, the words people use or being more attuned to like watching people's behavior or being more attuned to like their tone um can come from that discipline but I also feel so like sometimes that comes from trauma like um and so like Mm -hmm. of just like um because when and I'm not saying like I mean it doesn't matter uh like I just feel like sometimes from our experiences we learn how to like navigate people so we have sort of like experience like with abuse and things like that we could we can be a little bit more attuned to just like oh this person is like raising their voice like something's going on or like you know like so I think some of that also comes from our from our own personal experiences so I like imagine that someone who who is under their like discipline not necessarily psychology like in in um the medical field or like in biomedical like they can have a level of like attunement towards like human human behavior like that can come from just like lived experiences so I think like yeah both maybe yeah, I agree. Bring up a great point. Also, it makes me think of people who have no self awareness. Mm. Yeah. So, so I mean, I guess that makes me think of just like, like in the academy. I think maybe people who've been to therapy, <laughs> like, can have maybe that awareness <laughs> and attunement. <laughs> 
that like and don't don't necessarily have to belong to the psychology field or like you know like to the human sciences field yeah. like if they went to therapy have some self-awareness yeah. know about themselves also are able to kind of maybe identify those human behaviors or yeah. whatever you know yeah but i feel like i interrupted your point you're you're mentioning like some people don't have self-awareness correct that was just like a side note <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes I, like, um, question if it's, like, if it's really self-awareness or if it's, like, just avoidance or, like, it's just, it's just, like, purposeful blindness or, like, you know, I don't know, like, it's just intentional, intentional, like, lack of self-awareness. I don't know if that's even possible, but, like, yeah, I mean, I just think some of the ways that we, like, behave is also has been protective in a sense so it's like you don't you have some level of awareness but like you don't necessarily behave in accordance to that because like of different reasons I don't know I think survival reasons but also like it doesn't benefit you um so if we think about like white scholars that like pretend to not have self-awareness mm. <laughs> that's um, exactly what I was thinking in my head was like this one white dude in the who's still <laughs> in the program and I'm like I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. I want to know more. Of like them or when I'm you trying mean? to understand you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to understand them. Like sometimes I'm just like so perplexed by by humans, like certain human beings. I'm like, I'm like, how? Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're too complex. <laughs> We're curious beings. They're very curious mm-hmm. people. People mm-hmm. are very curious, like curiosos, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like we've talked a lot about like traits. Um, but I would say another, another pro is friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually the, the, the cliffhanger that I feel like you left it on. Oh, did I? Yeah, because you're yeah. just like, yeah, meeting you is a pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meeting you is definitely a pro plus plus plus. Um, <laughs> and then just meeting other people in the academy, not specifically like in my in the institution where I got my graduate degree, but also across the states. Because mm-hmm. I would meet them when I was like teaching over the summer, like at different universities or. Um, like at conferences and just networking with other people of color or just mm-hmm. cool people. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have a friend in like New York or I have a friend in DC mm-hmm. or I have a friend in Colorado. And it's just nice. I mean, it's kind of like nice that I know these people, but then I'm just like, oh, I don't really get to see them because we met in a common space and then we had to go back to our home institution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, having friends is definitely a plus. Yeah, that I think, like, in some ways, like, was was developed from the like program. You know, being in the same program, kind of like I don't want to say misery, but <laughs> <laughs> like bonded us and just like yeah. I feel like sometimes it was like, was it trauma bond? Um. <laughs> I've really thought about that with like some of um 
my relationships with people i'm like <laughs> drama bond i don't i maybe oh my gosh but i mean because we basically swap stories mm-hmm. and then so that just like forms this instant connection like intimate connection on some level mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially if like i just remember going through the like going through the midst of it it was just like rough so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> nonetheless <laughs> i was like i'm super thankful <laughs> for it it's still it's still a pro um yeah definitely like meeting you <sighs> so much support i feel like this is reminding me of our mentorship episode but yeah like just mm-hmm not really feeling like alone like feeling alone but not 100 percent. because it's just like you had people like you had like i had you and then just like the also like the friends that i've made in the program um now and so definitely a pro i think it also made me think of um a sort of related pro just like the um, i guess like what it means to your families and what it means to your other networks like when you're in this position of just like how I've been able to really um in some ways be a source of information for my family of just like or just be a a source of like support in terms of like if anything's kind of coming up um sometimes you know it's related to kind of clinical stuff but not always um but I think of even just like um my sister's friends have sometimes reached out from to me in terms of like how to kind of navigate like things in higher ed or things like that, or just kind of like how you are, um, yeah, give back in a way or just to your family. You're also a source of like social for them. Um, for me, like with honor type of thing, like social what? I said social capital. Mm-hmm. Like people who are in your networks um, that maybe aren't necessarily at the, don't have the level of education that you have um so yeah i think that's another pro for me that i that i do really take pride in it has and has like been um a source of motivation to kind of continue going like sometimes like i don't know like i feel this um in different points of my phd i really did think about quitting which i don't don't know that i've said that like so out right in our episodes but but yeah there different moments in my program where I really was really close to quitting like I just remember my first year like and I even named it as that I'm just like I'm I'm really close to quitting like I think this is it and I mean I just had to kind of get reminded of like why I'm here and like and sometimes I'm not gonna lie I think like when we do think about like um what it means for our families when we're like in pursuing higher education sometimes I can also create a lot of a lot of pressure like feeling like I can't give up because like how am I going to tell my parents or like what does this mean for like my community if I kind of like tap out and you know so like it it can create a sense of burden but it has also been like a source of like motivation um um, continue going so yeah that's a pro I like that what you said about social capital um there's a lot of resources that we have or are aware of or like a lot of networks that we're, we're tapped in mm-hmm. to um 
And then what you said about paying it forward, I 100% agree with that. It's funny enough, <clears throat> I was in a in a dance workshop two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned, it was a small workshop and I mentioned here in the, in the city that I live in. And I mentioned that I was from Houston. And this one woman, young woman said like, oh, you're from Houston. Oh, there's this other girl. There's other woman from Houston too. It's like, let me connect y'all. She was a psychology major or minor. <laughs> at the same institution that I got my degree in and she was wanting to um, get a PhD in psychology mm-hmm. and I'm like what <laughs> I'm like what are the odds um, so they were in their master's in social work but they wanted to do a PhD in, in psychology and IO and I'm like yeah like um, we exchanged numbers and she was like so excited for me and I love the excitement and I'm like yeah if there's anything I can do to help you like let me know um, but it's always nice to, to be that source of, of help or assistance or like, mm-hmm. let people know, like, Hey, I'm here for you, like for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then knowing that I will keep it hundred percent real. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm like, yeah, like I will tell you, like, it's great, but also like watch out, you know, mm-hmm. I also happened like at a recent virtual conference they wanted to know um like what's it really like to be in a PhD so of course I plugged in our podcast I'm like I don't mm. have a lot of time because it was like a speed networking event so I'm like Here, <laughs> here's our Instagram <laughs> oh my god because like <laughs> um because yeah we didn't have a lot of time it was a timed event and um like if no one's really telling you the truth or not being unfiltered or unapologetic about it like listen to our episodes for sure. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely like telling them 100% how it is. Um, it feels important. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like, um, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like when you have all the information and you can make the decision, because I think there's been a, there's a little bit of a debate in terms of like, whether you should be encouraging um, students into higher ed, like, especially students with marginalized identities, stupid, encouraging them to pursue a PhD, given how violent and, and traumatic the experience can be. Such and a... so, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Ruby's having a lot of reactions. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of a, of a debate about that, because I think some people will say like, you in some ways, this is going to show a little bit where I'm, where I stand in the debate, but like you in some way should gatekeep, like whether they should go in or not. Like, do you know what I mean? So like kind of acquire, like, you know, why do they want a PhD? Like, if you know that what they want to do in the end, it doesn't necessarily require a PhD. You should basically like dissuade them from it. Um, it's like how some people approach the thing. I, on the other hand, do not take that, <laughs> do not believe in that. Um, And for me, it's just like, I'm going to share like what it is. And I'm also going to say like, you know, it's really like your decision and maybe not necessarily like say like, do it, but also say like, you can do it. Like, you know, like this is what, this is just what it's going to be like, but you can do it and not necessarily put in, um, not necessarily tell them what to do or not do. Like, especially not like not to get a PhD. I just feel like, yeah, this just... I'm like, yeah, no. 
But what were your reactions? Or frustration, because I, because <laughs> I am with you, and it is a form of gatekeeping. It is gatekeeping, mm-hmm. and I'm like, motherfucker, like you're you're now saying this as you're getting your PhD or as you have your PhD. So like, what now you're gonna be stopping uh-huh. other people who have marginalized identities to get their PhD? Like, who the fuck are you? It's like, mm-hmm. then why don't you like give back your PhD or just stop? If you're saying it's this horrible place, mm-hmm. like, then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so people, mm-hmm. we already get so many implicit and explicit messages about whether or not yeah. if we belong in academia, it comes from us, it comes from the system, it comes from so many people. We do not need to be giving more messages to not go into academia. Like that is not our mm-hmm. job. That is not our, we should not be doing that. That's being, that's doing a disservice. Like if you want to like really help mm-hmm. them out, keep it real and share your personal experiences. Be, mm-hmm. be an open book to that person and also share tips and strategies as to how you navigated and are continuing to navigate your position in the academy. Don't be making it seem like, oh yeah, I got this scholarship or I got this award. I got this fellowship and easy peasy no like share your fucking materials Mm -hmm. with the person who's trying to get into a phd program share your graduate your um grad school application materials offer to help them and like review Mm -hmm. their materials because no no yeah if people want to get a higher education they should Mm -hmm. and whether or not their final destination requires a phd doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because a lot of us realize a lot of people realize that throughout the process the final destination can change for for everybody and Mm -hmm. so it's not like it's this fixed outcome Mm -hmm. that we just need to stick to like it's just going to be a long journey (laughs) four to eight Mm -hmm. years um and they're going to learn a lot about yourself and a lot about what you want to do a lot about in life and a lot of what all possible possibilities there are for you once you have a PhD or a higher mm-hmm. degree. So, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, that debate triggers me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say, I hope like I hope that it's been clear in our episodes that like us sharing these experiences has never been to like deter anyone, but it's just kind of being transparent about what it is that you can face in higher ed, but it's not meant to be discouraging if you really do want to pursue a higher ed, if you want to pursue a PhD. Mm-hmm. But something that I was also going to mention mm-hmm. is just like, I have a real issue in general with it, with even asking a student, like, why do you want to pursue a PhD? Or why do you want to pursue a master's? That question shouldn't even be asked, to be honest, because I just feel like, what are you looking for? Like, are you looking for like, are they worthy to kind of continue to maybe in some ways take them through this pipeline um to go to higher ed or like what really is your intentionality in asking that question because part of me feels like it's a from the get-go that already feels discouraging like you have to have this like grand reason to why when really it's enough to just want to do it like you know I want a PhD I want to be called a fucking doctor period that's my reason (laughs) you know (laughs) and that should be enough that's really like I just feel like that information isn't even necessary in general Mm -hmm. for you yeah yeah, so I just, 
yeah i take real issue with that question in general i mean i really don't like why questions in general like <laughs> as a person i don't like why because i feel like people ask the stupidest like why questions <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know this is coming from like yeah just like why did you choose that I, i'm just like i don't know why is the why is the sky blue like is that what you want to you know like i just think they're the stupidest questions and i'm just like don't fucking ask me like really like let me know like what you want to know and why because it just feels like it's always loaded it's just always like loaded with judgment for me uh, more often than not it's when it's when it's in higher ed so uh, yeah i don't know how i got to that debate <laughs> it reminds me of did you ever see the video Videos. I remember watching this before I was trying to get into grad when I was trying to get into graduate school. I don't know who makes them, but it's like an animated video of so you want to get a PhD in clinical psychology. And then it's like little figurines. It's like, it's because I want to be called doctor. Okay. Well, did you know that you don't need to get a PhD to get called a doctor? Like you can also get a master's and that will also provide you with blah 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 blah. So as soon as you said that, like, it brought me back those memories that I didn't think I had. <laughs> I don't remember that video at all. I don't think I've watched it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I was trying to decide, like, what kind of psychology I was interested in. Um, and, like, what were the differences? Uh, I'm going to try to find it later on, and then I'll send it to you. Because now thinking mm-hmm. back about it, I'm like, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, the question why, I agree with you. It's like, we have this... <laughs> I don't know, like, like people expect you to have everything figured out Mm -hmm. from beginning to end each step of the way. So yeah, the question of why you want to get a PhD or why you want to get a master's or whatever, or a bachelor's, like it's fucking pointless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but I just also feel like there's also an aspect of like having to prove yourself, like, Mm -hmm. like your reason is worthy enough to pursue a master's or PhD type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I also just feel like not everybody gets asked the why question. Like, I just feel like, mm-hmm. like we can, like, yes, I feel like I have a meaningful why question, but I just, I mean, I also just feel like, <sighs> I feel like why people don't get asked, like, why? You know what I mean? Like, they, they're just kind of like, it's almost their right to pursue higher education. It's almost like their right to, like, get all the way to the top just because you know i don't know just because you're white and like i don't know you're like the you're like quote unquote dominant um person people like that like so i just i think that's where it also comes from just like there's this weird expectation that you have to have like this grand sort of reason like in some ways has to be very much rooted in like to some of your experiences with like marginalization like people of color people with marginalized identities like their why question their their why answer maybe is related they're expecting it to be related to something like that and that's why i say like it can just be it can just be because you fucking want it like that's it and yeah period (laughs) yeah so yeah i don't know how we got there but i feel like (laughs) it needs to be said though yeah i agree what are some other pros hmm I think, um, at least for me personally, it has been traveling to different places Mm -hmm. um, and attending these different conferences and getting to know these different people. Um, Because like I mentioned, like before, like, yeah, I bust my ass off to like get the funding 
get these travel awards, get these scholarships and these fellowships so that I can travel to these different conferences. Mm -hmm. So it is not without work. Um, Mm -hmm. And I did have to like put up the money front end, but having the, having the ability to travel, even if it was work related, I always found a way to like have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not, I didn't um, write it down, but, but I, I agree. As like you say, like it is definitely a pro just kind of getting more exposure to just different areas and different, like getting like different experiences, traveling out um, is something that I don't think that I would have gotten without like um, higher ed. I mean, I could have, but like, I mean, part of it also like, being able to kind of apply for funding because you are going to these like scholastic activities is like really allowed you, you know, to kind of travel outward or just like also yeah. like applying to like fellowships, like, you know, like I don't think I would have ever experienced Wisconsin had I not like been in that like uh, fellowship, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, I now I know, like I know what the deal is with cheese curds in Wisconsin or like, you know, like, um, which I, I don't know, like, I mean, you know, like, I love food, and we've talked about, like, me and food, <laughs> but but just yeah. kind of, like, I've been able to expo- get, like, exposure to different, like, foods and cultures and just, like, experience different cities and different, like, mm. nature, like, is definitely, yeah, a pro. So do you like cheese curds or no? What's I your, do like cheese curds. your verdict? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. What do they really... taste like? I think he told me, but I forgot. <laughs> like, or was um, it texture? So... <laughs> um so sometimes people like you can have like fried cheese curds or you can have like um non-fried and the thing with the cheese curds is that they squeak and that's something that's like really unique like you eat it and it really squeaks like the cheese like squeaks and that's how you know that you're eating like a good cheese curd um uh-huh. i mean it tastes a little i feel like true and <laughs> true wisconsin <laughs> i like attack me for this <laughs> But it tastes a little bit like mozzarella cheese, like a like um, it ha- it definitely has that texture too of like not not the um, not the soft mozzarella cheese, like more of like the string cheese type. Um, it doesn't taste exactly like that, but it's a really good it's a really good cheese, and I would it, I think it's comparable to mozzarella cheese, but it squeaks, and you can actually get fried cheese curds at Freddy's. I don't know if you've ever been, um, but it's a chain, and they have fried cheese curds and they're pretty good they they squeak a little bit you can kind of hear a little bit of squeak but it doesn't have a lot of squeak <laughs> but that's the thing like cheese curds is like a squeaky cheese um <laughs> yeah what kind of cheese is it like is it like you know like, now where does it say, come from i honestly have no idea but now that you say it i feel like they did have different varieties of like cheese curds so it might be that it's like more of like the fermentation process or however like that kind of creates it like that cheese curd texture um so it might be like that they do have like a cheese curd version of like kobe jack cheese or something like that you know what i mean Mm, okay Um, okay. but honestly don't like don't um take my word as fact like because i'm not too confident in that (laughs) i'm not a wisconsinite (laughs) i don't even know if they call themselves wisconsin i'm gonna ask come for me Yeah. If you're from Wisconsin, please let us know. <laughs> Correct us. DM yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah that yeah that's an, another pro for sure that i didn't i didn't consider i mean i think like that also comes tied with like knowing you because i just also feel like you also expose me to a lot of like different food um that i i mean it came from like also like traveling out and stuff but but yeah that's something like i don't know like in my family i feel like i'm known as the one who's like more adventurous with food and my mom's always mm-hmm. like my mom's always telling me like oh like you're really the only one who's very open like has a very open palate and type of thing so i've introduced my own to like mediterranean food and like <laughs> nice yeah i've introduced her to boba tea too and she's like Ooh. like it mm-hmm. yeah what's another pro do we get paid more money depends <laughs> depends yeah. If you're in the academy, no. The real mm-hmm. money's outside of the academy. Don't get fooled, y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I have a hard time naming it as a a pro because I think I want to say I like economic stability, but um, uh, I just feel like it's not all the time. Um, yeah. So maybe I just yeah. I, I just have a problem with that being the rhetoric in the academy. The economic stability? Uh-huh. Oh, say more. Because I think we're just being, I don't know, I just don't believe in it. And I think we're just being fed a lie to mm. continuing staying in the system. And for people who are maybe a little bit less courageous or a little bit less unsure about, you know, what the world has to offer outside of this fucking bubble, it mm-hmm. kind of traps you to continue staying in here. Mm-hmm yeah because it's safe Mm -hmm. like in the sense of like you know what to expect like the good and the bad the ambiguous you know the highs and the lows we know how the system operates and functions so we know it brings a sense of um I guess ease to know what the process is like or will be like and then like I mentioned like this in the last episode we're not trained to think outside of the academy. So we don't even know like what is out there, what exists, what are the possibilities? How does it function? What are the systems that come into play? How do we even go into those systems, into those other industries to even apply to it? Like we don't even have those skills and those knowledge. Mm -hmm. So it's all like a big question mark. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with question marks. I love question marks. (laughs) Yeah, we love the gray. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, okay, so I know we've we've mentioned it as a scam before in terms of like being pushed to like pursue higher ed because we were fed the the lie about like economic stability. Um mm-hmm. or maybe not economic stability, but like higher income or like that you would in some ways be secure, like um and I, I do feel like there might be a level of truth to that. Um, but, I, oh, I'm having a hard time sort of articulating like what I'm thinking because my mind is like all over the place. Like it's, there's like three different train thoughts running at once. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> okay, so basically elementary or in middle and high school, you are taught that if you want to make money, you need to pursue a bachelor's at least 
um, just in general, like regardless of like whether you're coming in. So I think like it just definitely um, smells like elitism. It smells like capitalism, you know, like just the ways that like certain jobs are are not as valued. And so like the the fact that you have to pursue higher ed and like invest a lot of money upfront and like getting a higher ed so that you can make money later on is a little bit of a scam, like of just like, it shouldn't be that way. Like you, you sh and also that like, I think that it is possible to, to, um, I mean, if you're not like trying to like, I guess be rich or like, you know, <laughs> like if you, you don't have to get a, a degree. If like, you can have like sort of a comfortable like living um, with the, with the different profession that doesn't necessarily require a degree if that makes sense but that again feeds into like sort of the classism the elitism and like all that stuff of just like that you need to have a degree in order to have financial security and i don't think it's always the case and that's something like personally was something that was very ingrained of just like from my parents that like they always told me and this like line hurts me a little bit but my, my um they kind of told me like don't be mediocre like me get a degree and so um that's an idea that's like uh it causes a little bit of discomfort because i think my it kind of makes my parents kind of seem mediocre which they're not like you know what i mean like you don't you're not mediocre mm. because you don't you don't pursue a degree um so yeah i think that's that's as best as i can <laughs> articulate it with like the all the thoughts that are coming out um, yeah that makes sense yeah we are we are fed um the idea that you know to do better in life and to earn more money we need to get this at least a bachelor's um but i just think about like how much times have changed like in society <clears throat> i wish low-key i was a tiktoker <laughs> and that could be my full-time job <laughs> i know so like times have changed and are changing because i look at all these people like social media is a big part of our lives, whether we want to accept it or not. Like if you mm -hmm. are a consumer or a creator, we are being, um, social media is taking over, has taken over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like all the news, anything that's like happening, like it's all coming in from social media. But yeah, I just look at a lot of young people, maybe it's Gen Z or I don't know, um, mm -hmm. maybe other generations as well. But they're making a shit ton of money on TikTok and on Instagram, and they are doing it right. I'm like, good for you. And I'm sure it's, I know it's perfect that it's not easy and doesn't come without um, cost, you know, to put yourself out there um, with trolls and everything. But I mean, it's a job and they're, they're making a shit ton of money. And some of these people from what I've known or like from different ones, like don't have degrees where was i going with this times have changed times have changed yeah yeah so it's like yeah it's not so i guess linear of like uh-huh you graduate it's not from so high black school and white yeah and that there's other yeah people are creating different professions like that don't necessarily require higher ed yeah, I mean, I think about like even with the influencers, like you also have like social media managers and like, I don't know that they had to kind of pursue a formal education. I mean, just it just it doesn't have to be formalized. Like there's no. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some more. Uh, I feel like there's a lesser value in formal education. Mm. 
to like make it through in life. Like it's not as valued as maybe it was for our parents' generation mm-hmm. or ours as well. Because mm-hmm. they're asked like these Instagrammers, these influencers are asking for like video editors, audio editors, managers, mm-hmm. um, directors of like videography. Like so mm-hmm. many people are self-taught and like that's that's amazing. Like that's admirable. Mm-hmm. Like they're learning how to fucking do a YouTube video and like how to better craft, better their craft. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm amazed. Any other pros? I feel like there are pros. More? I feel like we're not doing it justice enough. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're really smart, okay? <laughs> But we're also, but we're also like really smart enough to know that we're not the smartest or that we don't know everything. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The other thing. Oh my gosh. I think I told you this. <laughs> I still get so embarrassed sometimes, but. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh. As soon as I got my PhD in the summer. Um, I changed my Starbucks um, gold members card <laughs> uh-huh. so that says like Dr. Ruby uh-huh. um, and so just like having that little thing in like my day-to-day life like I haven't gone to like Starbucks as often as I did in graduate school but um, mm-hmm. the brief was like what latte for Dr. Ruby mm-hmm. I'm like oh okay so I like sheepishly like go there like I know <laughs> I put that intentionally so that I can get it called doctor by still like I'm like low key, like shy and embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> I love that though. Yeah, I have an order for Dr. Ruby. Um, but yeah, um, you should definitely do that whenever you get yours. Mm-hmm. Change your Starbucks card. Yeah, I used to like. I feel like secretly though. <laughs> I remember when I worked at a bank. Um there was somebody who had like their bank accounts as like Dr. So-and-so like they had like literally their bank accounts as like Dr. John Doe, whatever, like Jane Doe. Um, I love that. And I would like feel, I would like think some type of way about them. I'm not going to lie. I'm just like, calm down. Like, why do they have to have like, (laughs) (laughs) and I think one time it was actually like a, a history professor of mine who like, um, yeah, I was like doctor. And I think like she had, just recently got in it or something but now i know Aww. like now i'm close so i'm just like i know why uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was telling a friend who also got their phd in the summer and um he was telling me he's like yeah i changed all my cards i'm like fuck i need to do that but i get yeah i feel like that's a lot of energy and process yeah a lot of do. their cards like their credit cards and stuff Cards, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, they're credit cards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I should do the- that. <laughs> There's like for sure, like a rightful flex to like being a PhD, yeah, a rightful doctor. flex. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not gonna talk about like the the fact that, like, I love- <laughs> oh, the difference between MDs and PhDs. <laughs> Because I feel like sometimes oh, you're like, oh my god, yeah, not a real doctor, <laughs> whatever. Oh my gosh, 
<laughs> we need to get some MDs on our podcast <laughs> because they are a whole nother species <laughs> collectively. Like, you know, this is painting them as um, with a broad stroke. Yeah. But I've had um, a lot of interaction with them as of late. And I'm like, where y'all get y'all training from? <laughs> Wait, so you're trying to bring them like, on? Where y'all get y'all training from? <laughs> you're trying to bring them on the podcast so we can fight? <laughs> no, just to understand like their training. Mm. Like the medical model is like, doesn't work, right? We already know that like yeah. healthcare system does not work. It's meant not to work. It's meant to um for us to give them money <laughs> it's a it's a business mm-hmm. um they're treating us after the fact they're not preventative so that's how they keep on running so yeah definitely rooted in like capitalism mm-hmm. and white supremacy like mm-hmm. a lot of the systems but mm-hmm. <laughs> but also like i um <clears throat> with the the medical model i think sometimes it's funny that like they they draw on like social sciences research and it's like revolutionary so like when when they talk about like why people have a hard time with medical adherence and all and it's like revolutionary for them to fucking consider socioeconomic stuff like yes social determinants of health you know like and that like always makes me laugh i'm just like yeah this is like we already know this like yeah yeah (laughs) that's why i got a problem with academia and like literature and grants because like this is getting funded Mm. like and this is coming out novel Mm -hmm. like people are saying this is novel and they're awarding them with a shit ton of money and a shit ton of publications i'm like bro Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. um but yeah like a lot of programs you know i know this from like people who are mds like don't get training in social determinants of health or Mm. um based on my conversations it's really individual focused and blaming mm-hmm. the individual for their illnesses mm-hmm. and then just how that translates over to other topics of discussion mm-hmm. is very apparent yeah I, I think it like the word like standard like the, if they want to standardize everything mm-hmm. and like they apply it as like a one uh, like one sort of stroke to everyone mm-hmm. like everyone kind of operates mm-hmm. this way or like yeah, which it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that, but yeah. I mean, yeah, and then just also how, like how racist like mm-hmm. medical treatments and assessments are. Also, like the BMI is like not real, but mm-hmm. they still use it. We still use it mm-hmm. and assess people and their health based on the BMI. Yeah. So, and then I think it's like it's also. I mean, it's nasty the way that that's always rooted in like money <laughs> the way that that's mm-hmm. always like, sort of rooted in like trying to make money like i just and then people mm-hmm. are like like this affects people's livelihoods and you're still like don't care like you're still and like perpetuating this one size fits all type of thing medicine oh yeah how did we get here i don't know that's <laughs> what i was like thinking <laughs> You want to understand MDs, you want to bring them on the podcast, which like, yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's fair, right? Like, it's not just PhDs. There's also EDDs, MAs, MSs, MDs, other Ds that, you know, I don't know of. Farm Ds. Farm Ds, yeah, things. Mm-hmm. Side Ds. 
Mm-hmm. Sides. Mm-hmm. If you're out there and you're listening, mm-hmm. let us know if you want to come on to our podcast next next season. Yeah, we'd be happy to have you. If you want to chat friends. with us, yeah. Yes, you want to be our friend? Please let us know. Mm-hmm. We're <laughs> applications now. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Is it applications? Today. <laughs> taking an interest it's either gonna be like a yes or a yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like there's more pros i feel like i didn't do like like we went so hard on the cons (laughs) really (laughs) on last episode yeah like honestly i feel like we found more pros than i thought (laughs) (laughs) i I just i'm sorry okay i have one Uh um I feel like so this is a pro but also like as a result of like all the stress Mm -hmm. (laughs) of academia is um finding hobbies Mm. like creating new hobbies and Mm -hmm. like ways to self-care for myself which I'm not sure if like yeah I don't know I'm also I'm also I'm always curious like what would Ruby be like if she never went into graduate school and like what how would her life have like altered and like mm. what trajectory would that have been like mm-hmm. I feel like that's interesting yeah um I feel like I haven't really like sat with that question I mean sometimes I have actually because mm-hmm. remember I, told, I I mean I I feel like I've entertained oh yes it. I've entertained it in the aspect of like what I would what I would be doing if I wasn't pursuing a PhD some of it is still related like um in sort of the socializing aspect of just like bartending or or uh, being a barista where you still like maybe get to talk to people a little bit yeah but that's a I love question. those dreams for you mm-hmm. alternate reality I, like I want you yeah I want you to like fulfill it really so I feel like it's so doable yeah I feel like it's so doable like just like just for the fuck of it just like for fun mm-hmm <laughs> It could even be like a stint of it for like three or six months or what have you, or like a side job just for the fuck of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you imagine? I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. I mean, like, I've also had this weird, like, weird fantasy of like finishing my PhD and then doing nothing related to it. <laughs> like, literally, like, not using it, you know? Like, it's just like, it's just I wanted to be called a doctor. I don't have to, like, I don't have to use That's it like it. that. Like, <laughs> You know, I don't have to use it in the way that they think I'm going to use it. It's like, I've also mm-hmm. had like, and that's also part of me, like, feel like, feels a little bit like, fuck you, whatever. Like, you know, like, thanks for the knowledge, but I'm not going to yeah. use it. Yeah. Uh, I love that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I do like that question though. I haven't really thought about it. Like, what would that Giovanna be like if she would, if she didn't like pursue higher ed in general? Did you like it? Is a if as a as a high school or like as a bachelor? Wait, say that again. So like, just with your high school diploma or just with your bachelor's? I think both. Like, I've definitely like have thought about these alternative like realities that could have existed if like if I took different steps in my high school or middle school. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it could have been completely different and altered the rest of my trajectory. But then also like you know, if I would have stopped at my bachelor's more stopped you know with my master's mm-hmm. and never even pursued a PhD 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, what was the last pro you mentioned again? <laughs> oh, hobbies and self-care. Oh yeah. Hobbies and self-care. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like how you kind of also said like they came as like a, a reaction to like the strenuous aspect of higher ed, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's kind of tied to like that self-learning piece of like, how do you take care of yourself in the midst of all of this? And like, definitely needing to develop some hobbies or things that like kind of pull you away from academia and like I don't know keep you in, so, in some ways like grounded to like reality because I'm telling you like I mentioned the bubble as a con of just like there's life outside <laughs> of academia so yeah I mean I think like um therapy for me has has is, is a part of self-care that I don't think I didn't take it seriously until I was um, in my doctoral program, like really like, yeah, putting in the work. So that definitely was, is a pro and was a reaction to like my experiences in higher ed. Yeah, I think those are all the pros I have. I can't think of any more. I feel like there's at least one or two more that I'm probably would come up maybe that is it <laughs> I think we did do it justice I mean it's yeah, not exhaustive it's not exhaustive yeah. for sure yeah I think our our pros in some ways are, are personal and I think yeah. are, can be relatable to others too but yeah. I think other people can have different yeah. different pros let us know what your pros are mm-hmm. please DM us or email us at allmyfriendsardoctors.gmail.com or on mm-hmm. Instagram. We would love to hear what your pros have been. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious because this is just a sample of two. <laughs> <laughs> there we go with the, <laughs> the critical lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would be interested too to, le- to learn more of everyone's pros. Yeah. Ruby's still searching for another person. I am! <laughs> if y'all could see, you could see her eyes just like <laughs> searching her brain for another pro. I think a pro that has come to light um, since this pandemic has started and has been ongoing, which I'm not sure if like it's still ongoing because like now apparently COVID doesn't exist, you know, with the mask mandates being off. So I'm like, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. But the the pro and the privilege of like, you know, the earned privilege or earning privileges of being able to work remotely mm-hmm. um, and like in the safety and confines of our home has mm-hmm. been a huge plus mm-hmm. and pro, especially like during these times. And I understand like it can also be isolating, um, mm-hmm. especially if you're like starting in a new place and like you're starting remotely, but mm-hmm that's definitely been a plus because I can just pick up my laptop and just go anywhere if I really needed to or wanted to Mm -hmm. Um, and actually that's how basically how I did it um, for like almost two months trying Mm -hmm. to move to where I was at now I I literally like was on the road of my dissertation (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then like back in my hometown and 
that's a whole nother story, but yeah. Yeah. My, my traveling document, you know? Um, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I've been on fucking road trips. I turn on my hotspot to like send something like, like literally, you know? So, but I would think of like, yeah, that's definitely a pro just like that. We were able to kind of transition to working from home and we were able to, in some ways, keep ourselves like safe. Mm-hmm. Um, from COVID like during these past two years by working from home um which isn't was definitely we saw how that's a disparity for so not everyone can do that um yeah so I mean yeah a lot of my family members Mm -hmm. did not have to do that did not get the opportunity to you know work from home so I mean, it's also raising a lot of awareness of just like a lot of jobs can be done from home. Like, there's no fucking need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no need. <laughs> Stop forcing us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that reminded me of something that I saw. And uh, keep in mind that um, I'm saying this, but I'm not saying that you should do this. But like, there's been white people that like, because you can work from home they've been moving to like different areas. So there's like some people that like moved to Mexico and they can work from Mexico, but this is another form of colonization. Please don't do this. Um, and so like, <laughs> I mean- If you're white. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, yeah. So there, it has been a, like a flexibility. Um, just do it like consciously. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you choose to move or work remotely from another place mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. consciously. Yeah, or people who like have moved to like Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I really don't have another pro. I'm like, try. I am trying. I'm trying. I feel like we we had a pretty exhaustive list. Like mm. a lot of self learning, empowerment, critical lens, like um oh. friendships oh. Mm-hmm. friendships <laughs> oh hobbies mm-hmm. hobbies mm-hmm. been a journey yeah been a Does... process a lot of self-growth mm-hmm. like the social some, i mean for me but i don't i can't speak to everybody else but i know <laughs> let yeah. me let me just say it specifically to me <laughs> Yeah, it's not the standard. Yeah, no, (laughs) exactly. Like we're exceptional, so (laughs) we are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I love that. I mean, (laughs) but see, like this is what I'm saying. I'm just like we can't. We we say these statements, but we're also very conscious of just like wait, wait, hold up. Like it's not everyone, okay? So like, yeah, yeah. It's just you know. You know we what kind of people are out there like yeah <laughs> but we've had this conversation i remember before of just like when we're like flabbergasted by like people who have phds who are highly educated and they're so fucking blinded in in some areas you know i'm just like what the fuck i thought like i thought if you were getting a phd i thought it meant like you had a level of open-mindedness that you could like gather different information and like mm-hmm. you know so like we i remember yeah that's been a conversation that we've had where we're kind of like in fucking awe of just like i can't believe this motherfucker saying this <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. i have another pro okay <laughs> um coffee connoisseurs <laughs> oh my oh yeah yeah <laughs> 
That's a good one. And I blame you, Giovanna. <laughs> me? <laughs> You're the one that got me hooked on the gold stars. <laughs> oh, I did. You did a lot. Of, you had to convince me quite a bit. And I was like, nah. Oh. <laughs> You're like, no, you have to get it, you know, because these are the rewards and these are the perks I finally gave in. <laughs> And then you were you were the one who was like, you know, this this coffee is like too watery. Like, don't you see the color? <laughs> like, it's too light. It's not dark enough. You know, I think they added too much ice. I think they added too much um, soy milk or almond milk. Mm. And then it's like, I think it's the barista, you know, because when I come here on Wednesday. <laughs> Shut up. I did not say that. <laughs> It would be along those lines. Oh my god! No, I mean that sounds like. Um, and I say that now because I have a a vanilla latte from this morning next to me, and the plan was as of last night was to go to this coffee shop around the corner mm-hmm. to get this vanilla latte. But I had told my partner, I'm like, oh man, so it's a ch- it's a local chain. I'm like. The one that's right around the corner is open, but the one that's like the same one is a little bit further down, but they're closed on the weekends. Like, what am I going to do? And mm. I'm like, you know, the vanilla lattes are not the same. I asked for the exact same order, but I get two different outcomes from these two different coffee shops. So <laughs> I'm going to have to accept the subpar vanilla latte <laughs> for my Saturday morning. <laughs> subpar. And then, it, <laughs> and then it just gives me this look of disapproval I'm telling you and then I start laughing and then he's like so you hear yourself right and I'm like, you hear myself but you're giving me this nod of disapproval so I'm I'm guessing something I'm saying is not correct I can just imagine the face that he gave you though I can just like what the fuck <laughs> like this was like at two in the morning, mind you, but these were my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine. That's what I'm saying. Wait, I feel like we need to have him on because like he's, I think it's hilarious, but I feel like, come on, there has to be a level of appreciation for our brain of just like the ways <laughs> that like, we're like, hmm, what's the factor here? What's the, what's the problem? Why isn't it coming out consistent? You know? And I just, I honestly, these are normal conversations that I've had. I mean, I've had with our mutual friend. Because she will tell me, she's oh really? Like, yeah, like she's like, you know what? I'm never gonna go to this fucking branch because they always do this and this to my coffee. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and I'm just like, and it's always when this person is here. Like they like literally have this conversation with me, and I'm just like, yeah, no, I I get it. Like I, I'm just like, it's a real issue, okay? <laughs> so, but so you know what? like I also thought about like, um, I mean, coffee. Like we love coffee. <laughs> Staple. Uh, yeah, it was our are how we survived mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> we I lived mean, in coffee shops mm-hmm. we did um and just like the ways that like it really in some ways is our little buddy it's our little motivator like when we have like you know like it it's a mood like I just like I'm, yes. like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to work on my dissertation like I'm gonna do this in the early in the morning get a coffee come here like sip and work sip and work you know like, it's just, like <laughs> it really is like our little buddy like we need it we need it oh my god I love that sip it just and work. feels sip like work. <laughs> it feels like a little bit of like a treat almost like I'm here with you okay you can do it like and it's also a little bit of reward yeah yeah I don't yeah, really it's like <laughs> 
go ahead. Like, I didn't really think you attributed that to me. Now I feel like, wow. <laughs> a little bit of a bragging ram. Just kidding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because also another friend also got me hooked on, like, cold brew um, mm-hmm. at Starbucks. And then he would also, like, just, like, the level of, like, detail for our appreciation for, like, different beverages and, like, how we would order them. Because I was, like, getting mm-hmm. kind of, like, in a rut of, like, a coffee Mm-hmm. And the, or the coffee order that I was in so I was like hey what do you typically order and then like he would tell me like his specific order I'm like oh okay so I was on that for a while so mm. it's it's definitely <laughs> a thing and mm-hmm. then also for, like my non-coffee drinkers so I have like two non-coffee drinkers I can think of like right now and so they're on tea mm-hmm. and um yeah it, it goes to the same it goes to the same it's the same for like tea drinkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like loose leaf and like matcha tea lattes and like what's the best way to like have it. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if like, now I'm like thinking, I wonder if I also impacted my mom with the coffee because like she also now is very like, oh no, está muy aguado. Like it's like watery and just, and then she'll be like, tu papá hizo el, el café bien aguado. Like, and or like, or like, you know, like I'll try some of the coffee that they made. I'm just like, no, it's too watery. I can't really uh-huh. get the coffee taste. Like, what am I drinking here? Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, that's another approach. Sure. I mean, I think uh-huh. like you can even extend it to like food of just like the way that that I also kind of think about food or the way that I also like <laughs> I'm also very like, uh, I mean, you said it's a Javana thing, but like, yeah, like I just it love is. talking about food and like breaking it apart and just thinking about the different like mm-hmm. spices that are in there like th- different things that I can taste and just like yeah a pro yeah it's a life changer like knowing when coffee is good and when it's not good mm-hmm. um and the different types of it yeah sometimes I do wonder like if I am biased to the color though because I will kind of look at the color of the coffee and and I'll just be like, hmm, this already is giving me very watery vibes. And like, I just can't enjoy it the same. <laughs> Similarly, like if it also is like too creamy, like if it looks too like it has a lot of milk, I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm not going to like this. And just <laughs> and maybe I don't give it a fair shot, you know, like just this has ruined my it. day already. <laughs> yeah, right. I like, need to drink. No, but low key. Yeah. <laughs> blindfolded yeah (laughs) we should but no for real I did order like a cold brew with like a splash of like people's splash of almond milk Mm -hmm. differs by barista and by by and by location Mm -hmm. and I was like oh man maybe I shouldn't have said a splash maybe I should have just like gotten it like you know without no milk because it it did it was a little bit more heavy on the milk Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to have more of that coffee taste yeah Um, and then like if especially if I add like one pump of sugar-free vanilla then it's like furthering like watering it down I'm like fuck Mm. I'm like okay mental notes at that Starbucks with that barista (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my gosh what's the solution here maybe you like ask for it so you can pour it yourself like Ah, oh my gosh Javon that's a game changer (laughs) I mean they weren't doing that anymore because of COVID so I don't know if like because I remember seeing people like oh oh, can I actually have some creamer or can I have like soy milk and like the side yeah and then oh that's not like like an upcharge is it I don't know maybe they better not you know Starbucks be like tripping up on that shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Like, why are you charging us if we don't want to like drink whole milk or can't process whole milk? Like, why are you charging us for that? Come on. I know. And with the app, you can kind of go, or you would be able to go around the fees, but now they like have updated it. So you can't. I just feel like I need to find, like, I just, I want to stop giving my money to Starbucks, to be honest. They're just so convenient because they're everywhere. They are. But, and they have more extended hours mm-hmm. than other coffee shops, local coffee shops. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed. I don't know, if, like, what's up with that here where I'm at, but like the local coffee shops close like at 12 or at 1. I'm um, like, yeah, or at 2 or 3. 1 p.m.? Uh huh. Oh. one two or three yeah oh no and I'm like and I'm like this is like my prime coffee shop <laughs> time yeah. I'm like you're killing me <laughs> I've actually felt that way about donut shops though because donut mm. shops close at like one or two and I'm just like sometimes you just want an evening treat and I love donuts and I would look, mm-hmm. love to go to get a donut at 7 p.m but the Texas donut shops, all of them are usually close, like, by three, I think, the latest. Because <laughs> they get up early, like, they start baking, like, at five. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but I'm also like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, But I, I hadn't heard of coffee shops, honestly, closing at two, like, one or two. That seems, like, way too early. I mean, I would think, like, okay, get a break, but then open it up again is, like, my thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, this is a huge, like, student population. Like, y'all are losing money. Like, where, where are these students or people working professionals? Like, where are y'all getting work done, if not at coffee shops? Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, because of COVID or have they always had these hours? But I'm really mm-hmm. curious, like, where are these people going, if not at these co- these local coffee shops? Home? And I've also... <laughs> that's boring i need a change of scenery uh, home <laughs> where are they going yeah and i haven't yet looked but i don't know if there's like a 24 hour um starbucks here um mm. and then a lot of the starbucks here they close early too there's maybe like a couple where i see like okay they have a little bit more extended hours until like maybe seven or eight so maybe COVID has impacted. I'm not sure. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> takeaways time. Sure. Hmm. My takeaway. Yeah, there's a lot more pros. Well, there's a lot more pros than I thought. Um, and they're yeah, they're like really meaningful pros. Um, for me. So, I am walking away just happier just like yeah it hasn't all been for the pain (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think my mind is now with just coffee (laughs) oh my gosh that's i mean (laughs) pro for me (laughs) yeah just um how much i've grown um as i've gone through this journey of getting a phd Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of it has been you know, just me and how I get through and how I've learned to get through and mm-hmm. mind shift and everything. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you should be. Yeah, we love that self-growth. Yeah. We're amazing. Just truths. Yeah. 
Um, so what tell- now? Oh. Yeah, should we tell people like what's in the works or what's coming up or what we're our plans? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> this wraps what up is our season plans? one. Our plans. Um, we're gonna drop a, a bonus episode. It's gonna be one or two. One. <laughs> oh, okay. When <laughs> then we're going a little bit on a hiatus. Season two, we want to come back with Ruby. <laughs> with what? <laughs> we want to bring we want people. We want to bring in um, mm-hmm. fellow badass scholars. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, from all disciplines, mm-hmm. of all backgrounds, um, of all degrees. Um, yeah, if you're in the academy or if you're not in the academy, if you're faculty, if you're not faculty, mm-hmm. um, we just want to hear from y'all. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've said enough. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we want to hear what other people are thinking and processing. Mm-hmm. And we want to know what um, what y'all experiences have been. We want to know more about y'all, like what makes you you, what you like to do for fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. We want it um, to be another space where you can sort of share your own truths and your own, your own realizations um, that is helpful for others to also hear. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone has had similar experiences different experiences and you've had ways that you've navigated that Mm -hmm. or different ways that you've coped um and so everybody has knowledge and everybody has things that they could share with other people Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um oh and then also if you want to be like super unfiltered and unapologetic but are concerned about your identity we'll protect your identity Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah we have protected ours <laughs> we're like superheroes <laughs> i like that so, yeah so if anybody else wants to be a superhero with us let us know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's not it's not um yeah don't feel like your identity is mandatory in terms of, like i don't like you don't mm-hmm. there's ways that we can kind of um bypass that or like protect you with that or if you want your identity to be known then you know that's also cool too Mm -hmm. as i learned something about Giovanna earlier on offline oh the anonymous paradigm yeah the non-confidential research paradigm Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so that's the future when when will we be starting season two, like roughly? Oh my gosh, I don't want to make false oh. promises. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but is it like next year? Oh, is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, are we leaving people on a like huge cliffhanger and like they're just like, when are y'all coming back? <laughs> no, I mean, I think we can say this year, no? Yeah, for sure this year. Okay. I think within six months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, for sure. Within six months. 
probably less. I don't know. We'll see. Life happens. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely want to come back like soon, but not too soon. Um, yeah, because it's it has been it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, okay. if you have any questions or comments or are curious or want to know more about like what that would look like to be on our podcast dm us at all my friends are doctors or email us at all my friends are doctors at gmail.com we'd be happy to talk more about it mm-hmm. or you. if you know somebody oh yeah that would be interested let us know mm-hmm. spread the word spread our podcast you know mm-hmm. yeah agreed okay all right thank you all it's been fun season one is a wrap (laughs) Bye. bye